Welcome to the Merle Podcast. I am Venom. And I'm Morgan Freeman. And we came through the multiverse. <laughs> I, I, I'm kidding. It is Drew Gretsch. Andy Valencia. <laughs> I was doing the Venom voice and you were doing, uh, <laughs> you were doing Morgan Freeman. I'm going to play that back and hear how it sounded first. And today, it is final prediction time. On Spider-Man No Way Home. And we got a wee little bit of news to talk about. Just a wee little bit. It'll, it'll be done in like two minutes. And then we are talking about Hawkeye. Season 1. Episode 5. Ronin. In this episode. Uh, after a fallout between Clint and Kate. The younger Archer is, is ready to abandon her dream of becoming a hero. Meanwhile, a guilt-ridden Clint prepares to go face-to-face with the tracksuit mafia, owning up to his past actions. Everything changes, however, when Kate makes a surprising discovery. It's Clone Wars uh, narrative voice. Uh, by the way, just a little nod to that. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Tom Kane, for lending your, your voice to Clone Wars. Uh, he's he suffered a pretty bad uh, stroke a, a couple of months back, and he's never going to be, be able to do the uh, voice of the narrator or Yoda again. Oh, that's sad. I know it, it. It's real, real sad because he is like to me that makes a Clone Wars episode a Clone Wars episode. Mm-hmm. Or it's the siege of Mandalore, and I love it. Anyway, because it's awesome. Yeah. So, let's talk about this wee little bit of news. We know when Marvel Studios Eternals will stream on Disney+. Plus. That will take place Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. So, in, in less than a month... If theaters are not open where you live, you will be able to see Eternals for free. And again, I recommend it. I absolutely recommend the movie. I just don't necessarily recommend going to a theater. I think it's definitely one you can wait on Disney Plus for. And I think at this point, you that's a safe bet. You, you, you can... So, yeah, uh, Jan- so Wednesday, January 12th, the first day of Eternal streaming on Disney Plus in the IMAX expanded aspect ratio. Yay, you guys know how much I love the IMAX for Eternals. Was- it's definitely not confusing. Oh, yeah, I mean, it. it's not like one out of every three shots were an IMAX and it wasn't distracting at all when it would abruptly, when it would abruptly switch back and forth mid scene. Luckily though, you can switch the version of the movie you want to watch. Thank God. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, the other piece of news Reactions and reviews. Oh, and, and I'm going to say this right now. This is entirely spoiler-free. I have proof. I have proof that all my predictions were made on Sunday night before the film premiered. I have proof of that. None of my theories that I'm going to mention have changed after all the leaks and spoilers, okay? However, I am going to give spoiler warning in case my theories are right. Okay? You've all been warned. (laughs) You've all been warned. Proceed at your own risk. But Spider-Man No Way Home on Rotten Tomatoes with 136 reviews. Marvel Studios Spider-Man No Way Home stands at 94%. Certified fresh. A bigger, bolder Spider-Man sequel, No Way Home expands the franchise's scope and stakes 
without losing sight of its humor and heart. It is, at the moment, tied with two other movies to be the number two MCU movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It comes after Black Panther's 96%, and it is currently tied at 94% certified fresh with both Iron Man and Avengers Endgame. How great is that? Iron Man and Avengers Endgame. Mm, that's so, great. With this movie, we're all excited for it. All excited for and it. And it's great to see these reviews are amazing. It is really great to see the, these reviews. Now, most of the, of the review stubs that I've read from Rotten Tomatoes say that... I mean, guys, I, I've been saying... I've been saying that they're going to make it accessible. That Kevin Feige stands by Stan Lee's number one ideology about comics. Every comic is someone's first. Every comic is someone's first. Infinity War was the first MCU movie that my mom saw. She understood it perfectly. She just didn't care about the characters when they were all snapped away. You know? Yeah. So there's that. And then, you know, and especially with these other, with these five pre or six, seven previous movies not being in in the MCU. And when I say seven, you'll know what I mean in a few minutes. I thought that they'd be able to tie it in perfectly. But apparently a lot of emotional moments. I don't know names. I don't know names. Apparently a lot of emotional moments. I think I know what one of them is. Based on theories. I, I feel like I, I have to keep saying that. It's based on theories. Okay? No, no, nothing that I've read from like the reliable people on Twitter. Or Reddit. Or from my source. I'm not taking any of that into account. I'm truly not. I'm basing every prediction I make today based on my own fan speculation and what I think is possible they will do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's um, let's just go ahead and jump right into these theories. I have a list of 11 theories. So we're going to start with, I think, the most obvious thing in in here. And then we're going to work our way down the list of probability. So number one, I'm putting this at a a 100%. This is the only 100% except for like half of anything, but, but, but we'll get to that later. My only true 100% speculation is an appearance by Tom Hardy as Venom. Okay. Specifically in a credit scene. Here's why. Again, I have not heard anything. I promise you guys, nothing I've heard will come into this. I made these theories before the movie screened. Okay? So, here's why I specifically say a mid-credit scene. Or a post-credit scene. Um, but usually, like, the mid-credit scene is the juicier of the two, you know? Like, yeah. typically, it's, like, the mid-credit scene is, like, the WTF moment, and then the second one is, like, a, a gag or something. Or just, like, adding a bit. Like, like sometimes, like, Far From Home had a big one, because the second one was the Scrolls. WandaVision, second credit scene was, um, was the, uh, uh, what was it? It, it was Wanda reading the Darkhold. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Did Eternals? Eternals did have two. Eternal. oh, you know what? We don't talk Eternal spoilers on, on the regular part of the show until... 
the movie's out on digital because I really don't want to spoil anything for people. But Venom was never leaked. That was never a leak that, that we heard. Like, Toby and Andrew were leaked. Charlie Cox was leaked. Venom was never leaked. But from where Let There Be Carnage ended... From where Let There Be Carnage ended... There is no way he's not in this movie. Yes. There's no way Venom is not in this movie. And I think that he was not leaked because his part is so small. Mm-hmm. You know? So that that's why I say a credit scene. Moving on down. Moving on down. I originally had this one at a, at a 90%. And I'm moving it up to a 100%. And here's why. And it's going to include spoilers for this, for today's episode of Hawkeye. So if you've not seen Hawkeye, sign off now. Go watch it, we'll, and then come back. My number two, which was at, at 90 and is now at 100, Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock in one or two scenes. It, it was 90. It was like 75, like two, three weeks ago. And now it's up to, and now it's up to 100. Because... I believe the pictures posted by John Campia are legit. A Sony rep reached out to him. I think those pictures are legit. Yes, the lighting on the three Spider-Man pictures is a little bit off. So it's a little bit off. But I think at least the Matt Murdock one is legit. Okay. So, that brought me up to, like, an 85% on him being in the movie, because that could be cut. It could still be a deep fake, you know? Yeah. It, it, it went up to a 90% last Sunday. When Kevin Feige made all of us Daredevil fans the hap- like, the, us, the fandom without fear, he gave us what we, we wanted- and he confirmed that Charlie Cox would return as Matt Murdock in Daredevil. Yeah. He's, you know, he played the natural Kevin Feige card of when we see that, where we see that, if we see that, that remains to be seen. He was doing an interview for Spider-Man No Way Home with Amy Pascal. You know, you know, <laughs> you know what I think is actually pretty funny? And I just thought, thought this. Remember how Amy Pascal said, like, well, we're developing a new Spider-Man trilogy with Tom Holland and Marvel, you know? She never actually said that, but, like, that that's what everyone is taking it as, as, as meaning. Uh, I talked about that, like, two weeks ago, so you guys can go find that. Um, but anyway, I wonder if this is... And then Sony was like, we have no idea what she's talking about with this new trilogy of, of Spider-Man movies. What if, like, Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige are, like, are, like, uh, playing a game of who can make the craziest announcement in an interview? Oh. What if that's what they're doing? And now, again, I, so, that announcement brought it up to a 90. And it went up to a 100 today. When we saw the grand return of Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson Fisk. Because I, I said, I, I've been saying it for the last few weeks. If we see Kingpin, played by Vincent D'Onofrio, by the end of episode 5 of Hawkeye, that will firmly cement to me that Charlie Cox is in this movie. That firmly cements it to me that he's in this movie. So that has also moved up to 100 because of today's episode. And I did say that that would happen. So don't say, well, you saw some things and then you moved it up. No, no, no. I I told you guys for the last few weeks that that was going to happen if we saw a kingpin. And we did. And we will fully talk about this new episode later on in the show. Uh, At an 85%. 85%, 85%, Toby and Andrew. Yeah, makes sense. Given that an 
because everyone involved in the movie is denying it so much. Because they're all denying it so much, I cannot in good faith give it a 100. I'd bump it down to a 90, and then I'd bump it down to an 85, because if they're in this movie, if they're in this movie, Andrew Garfield has given the best performance of his life in these interviews. Yeah. And he already gave us the performance of his life mere weeks ago in Tick, Tick, Boom on Netflix, which is a a great film from Lin-Manuel Miranda, the director of Hamilton. If you've not seen Tick, Tick, Boom, go watch Tick, Tick, Boom. It's incredible. I have heard about it, and I hear it's it's a great story. It's a great movie, dude. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. Miranda is amazing at making music, so... Yeah. You've seen uh, Hamilton, right? On Disney Plus? I have not. Dude, you gotta watch Hamilton on Disney Plus, dude. Gotta watch it. It's masterful. You know, like, I've been obsessed with Hamilton for, like, five years now. So, yeah. Uh, Anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Because of Andrew Garfield's denial that he's in this movie, I moved down to, to an 85%. I still firmly believe that they're in this movie. So yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> Remember how I said that there was one thing that's a one hundred, but it's to, but it's reliant on another thing ha- happening. Yeah. Well, the thing that's reliant on it happening, if they're in this movie, if Andrew Garfield is in this movie, there is a one hundred percent chance that he saves MJ. chance he saves MJ. I think the guilt is going to be tearing him apart. Dude, I wonder, honestly, if after... How cool would it be if, like, after that rhino battle at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2, like, what if, like, all those Sinister Six guys came for him and he just couldn't do it? He just gave up. He just gave up on being Spider-Man. He just gave up on it. That is a very sad ending. Yeah. Um, and, and then, like, here's my theory. Here's my theory. Andrew, for the whole movie, as, as soon as he, he shows up, he's not going to want to be there because he's, so, he's still so depressed over what happens. Mm-hmm. And then... It's going to be like, the, so it's going to be Toby and Tom that go to the Statue of Liberty. Okay? Um, and then, like, what if it's just something cool like, uh, I think, Ivan, that we talked about this before, right? I think so. I think, like, we, we talked about this on Monday. And... And, and I, I'm saying that so it doesn't sound like I'm just pulling this out of my butt, you know? Um, like, if Yvonne and I have talked about this before. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And basically, it's Toby and Tom. They're both pinned down. MJ falls. Who swings in for his redeeming hero moment? Andrew Garfield. And to tie it back around, I believe that's the main moment. If that happens in the movie, if that happens in the movie, I believe that's going to be the moment that the critics are talking about. Like, yeah, to get every emotional punch this movie has to offer, you have to have seen the other Spider-Man movies. I believe if they're in the movie, that's the moment that they're talking about. You know? Next thing, 98%, no question about this, after the bridge fight, Doc Ock will be a hero. 
No question about it. That's where his character ended in Spider-Man 2. He's gonna be a hero in this movie. Yeah, it's very likely. I I don't see that not happening. Um, yeah, um, next thing, 95%, I believe Scarlet Witch will be in this movie. Really? In a post-credit scene. Yeah, I see that. If, that if, if I have to really, like, guess what the credit scenes are... I'm going to say Venom is going to be mid-credits. Because that's more Sony-related. And it has more to do with the plot of this movie. Right? Like, like that's why I think that. Because the first scene is, is, is more related to the main, main characters. Okay? And then the second, cre- and the second scene is, is related to, like, a side character... Or or a, a gimmick or something, okay? Yeah. So that's why I think that Venom is gonna be the first scene because I, I believe that that's gonna be a scene where Venom and Spider Man meet, and something's gonna happen. Maybe Tom Holland gets like pulled out of the MCU. I think it's very possible. I I think that's really possible. I mean, no way home, dude. There's no way home. And then I think the post credit scene, because, you know, Doctor Strange, while well, he's going to be a big part of this movie, he's not the main character. Mm-hmm. He's not the main character. So there's going to be that, and then there's going to be the, uh, and then we're going to get us a little Doctor Strange 2 tease. If you guys heard a, about that trailer that leaked today? I'm going to guess that the post-credit scene could be a trailer. Honestly. And I think that, that Wanda will indeed appear in that. I have not watched the, the, the trailer. I have not seen the trailer. I know people who watched the trailer, people who have been on this podcast that have seen that leaked trailer. No. No, 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 no. Because I think that the trailer spoils this movie. Me too. There's there's no way since like the multiverse is a big part of this movie. There's no way it's not gonna spoil at least something. Multiverse of Madness is the end game to this movie's Infinity War. Yeah. So yeah, I I because of this trailer leak. The movie opened today in the UK, which if if you're in, in the UK, lucky you. You know? Um, yeah. <sighs> so yeah, I believe Venom is, is mid-credits. Scarlet Witch tease and or Doctor Strange 2 trailer is post-credits. Okay? Okay. Let's get into the obscure stuff. That stuff I feel fairly confident in. Mm-hmm. Let's journey into mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the first one. Okay. I think there's a 55% chance of the X-Men showing up. Mighty high. Statue of Liberty. On that alone, I think it's a pretty good shot. If there's a multiversal rift and it opens and we just like see sort of this mirror thing of like on one side is Tom and Toby and Andrew. And on the other side, you got Hugh Jackman, you got Halle Berry, you got uh, Sir Ian McKellen as Magneto. How cool would that be? If even just for a moment. 
I think that'd be awesome. I think that'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's a 55% chance of the X-Men appearing as cameos. 50% chance. Robert Downey Jr. Probably in a flashback. Flashback. However, if he shows up in, in a flashback, I think it'll be new footage. I don't think they're going to recycle the first time that Peter met Tony from Civil War. I don't even know if they have the rights to use that scene. True. Because if if you notice, in the Marvel Studios intro, there is nothing from Homecoming. There is nothing from Far From Home. There is nothing from Incredible Hulk. And I, I think it's a pretty safe bet to assume there's going to be nothing from No Way Home because those are not distributed by Disney. So they don't even have the rights to use those scenes. So yeah, uh, I I think if if Stark appears, it's going to have to be new footage, whether if that's a flashback or it's revealed that he left a message behind for for Peter the same way that he left a message behind for, for Morgan. And here's the other thing is... From a thematic standpoint, it makes sense. Think about it. Homecoming was all about Peter Parker trying to be like Tony Stark and realizing he had to be different. He had to be different. He had had to be better. And then Peter goes off to space and Tony dies. Far From Home is about Peter trying to move on without a mentor. And he misplay and he's so he's so uh he desires a mentor so much. He yeah, puts he- all his faith in Mysterio, which we'll get to him in a second. And then you know, we know what happened with Mysterio. So, Peter really has to grow up in, in Far From Home. He really has to grow up in that movie. And I think this movie, being marked as the end of the Homecoming trilogy, I, I, I think there's a very good chance of Downey coming back for one scene. Yeah. Now, if I had to choose, like, if... If if RDJ said that he was gonna, gonna come back for one movie only, I'd rather that be in like twenty five years. With like an old man Stark, played by RDJ Chris Evans as old man Cap, and you know, uh, Hemsworth as old man Thor, I'd like that a whole lot more than this. But still, it's possible. Here's another one, which I think is pretty unlikely, but could still happen. I think there's a 35% chance of Morbius in this movie. Okay. I mean, the movie's out next month. It's out next month. And the trailers. Those trailers are pretty damn good. Um, but, yeah, I think it's very, look, I don't think it's very possible, I I gave it a 35% chance, I'm not gonna take it off the the table, though. Like, I wouldn't bet on it, but I wouldn't bet against it either. (sighs) Here's the big one. Agatha's Doctor Strange. 25%. I still don't think it's very possible, but a lot of people think he's been acting out of character. I think there's something up with Strange. I I don't see it. He's always been a kind of cocky man. But beyond his 
beyond his personality, looking at his, um, looking at Strange's physical nature in every movie, in Doctor Strange, in Ragnarok, in Infinity War, in Endgame, in Endgame, whenever Strange has used magic, his hands have been shaky. Go back at the trailer. Look back at the trailers. His hands are fine. Could he be be pulling a Professor X from days of a future past and like injecting himself with like a serum to help hit his hands work possibly? But I don't think Strange would do that. I don't think they have a potions class in the MCU. Well, I mean, well, that is a thing in, um, in X-Men Day- Days of Future Past. I know you have not seen that m- movie, Yvonne, because you're a bad person. I know. Gotta watch the X-Men mo- movies, dude. So Some of them are really, really good. Some of them are, re- well, most of them are really, really bad, but some of them are really, really good. The, the good ones, on the good ones are X-Men, X2... First class, uh, Days of Future Past, Deadpool, Logan, and Deadpool 2. I'm going to start off with X-Men Apocalypse. So that's six movies. Uh, I think there are some good scenes in, in Apocalypse. There are some good scenes. There's like three good scenes in that movie, and, and two of them are back-to-back. Mm. But anyway. Uh... Look, it's been a while. Juan has been off in in Germany or, or something. She's in some European country. Like Germany or or Sweden or Arendelle from Frozen. I don't know. <laughs> and then... Probably know she's made her own shaking shack. I think it's possible that in that time, Agatha's escaped from Westview. Yeah. It's been at least eight, nine months since WandaVision. So, yeah. That's just what I think. I'm just going to float it out there that Agatha is secretly Doctor Strange. I'm going to float it out there. I'm not putting any stock on it. But maybe tomorrow night we'll be surprised. Maybe. 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 Just maybe. Just, you know, just maybe. Alright, here's my last one. Then, Yvonne, do you have other theories you have, or have I covered them all? No, I'm good. Wow. Okay, well, my my last one. Right before I watch a movie. Well, I'll, so I'll, I'll film you on the way, and I'll post it on Twitter. Like It'll be the first tweet back. Um, number 11 theory with 15% is Mysterio really dead I think there's an 85% chance that Mysterio is dead okay mm-hmm. I think there's a 15% chance that he's alive I mean, I still don't see it. If they're really going to bring him back, it's probably going to be a variant. Well, here's why I say that. is because we heard a couple of years ago, actually, that Sony was looking to develop a Mysterio solo film starring Jake Gyllenhaal. And, you know, Edith in the movie says all illusions are down in at the end of Far From Home. I think he's most likely dead. Yeah. So, yeah. That's just... That's just my little thing I wanted to float out there. No, oh, sorry. So, if it happens... I will have called it. (laughs) 
But when, but when, not if, when we learn that Mysterio is really, truly dead, you will know that I've been saying it all along. Dun, 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 Who's been messing up everything? It's, it's been Mysterio all along. Yvonne, say something so I can stop singing. I mean, you can stop singing whenever you desire. Thanks, Yvonne, for breaking me out of that WandaVision cycle. Uh, well, I would say it's time to go talk about Hawkeye, but Yvonne and I all already recorded that segment. Isn't that so cool? We pulled a little Doctor Strange voodoo magic on you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, we know what's going to happen in the next half hour. Isn't that so cool? You guys don't know what's going to happen, but we know exactly what's going to happen because we just did it about an hour ago. So, (laughs) yeah. All right. Uh, Well, well, we're going to talk about Hawkeye, and this is going to sound like a great transition when played before the segment that, that, that we just did. All right, Yvonne, with that down, let's talk full spoilers now. Well, we already did talk about the big thing, the big king in the room. Um, But now we're going to talk about the episode in in full and what exactly that event may mean. So, Yvonne, just starting off, what did you think of this episode? It wasn't the best episode so far. I haven't actually made a ranking for him yet. But it it was the surprise wise and just like cameo the story. It was great. Just not the highest level episode for me. Yeah, I I get that. I totally get that. I personally feel that every episode of this series is better than the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I can. I can say this now. The ratio has shifted. I am a fan of Hawkeye. I can now safely say I like the show. I've liked the majority of the episodes. I've liked three of them. The first two didn't really work for me, but I've really enjoyed these last three episodes. Uh, That may shift with next week's big finale. And here's the big thing. Here, here's a big thing for me, and, and then we'll get into specifics. We're one episode in, or one episode left. This show just started. We have one more episode, dude. Yeah, I mean, it flew by. I still don't feel like the show's even started. I still yeah, I don't feel like the show's even started yet. It's weird to say. Yeah, and I don't really know why I feel that way. Just I, I'm still, again, five episodes in. We have one left. I I really think this should have been an eight episode series. Mm-hmm. But even then, you know, six, six. There, there's enough time to really have a story. I don't feel like this show has had a story. Okay, what do you feel like it is? It it's still just. So it, it feels like they had the, the setup, and now we're just meandering around since episode two. Mm. They set up in episode one. There has been virtually no movement whatsoever on the Armand murder mystery. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember in episode two, remember in episode two when Kate was called in for questioning? Yeah. That still has not happened. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I was questioning if they were going to do that. But I, w- one thing I did really like about today's episode is the way Grills is just more in the series. <sighs> yeah, Grills, to me, sort of feels like he could be 
a new maybe Sam Wilson. I mean, they were introduced in very similar ways. It's very much just like off the beaten path and then they are brought into this other story, you know? Mm-hmm. Do I think we're going to see Grills suit up next week? Probably not. But still. Still. Yeah. The man's already a hero. He's a firefighter. Uh, you want to talk about Yelena? I do. Let's talk about Yelena. Um, as soon as we saw 2018, the same thing flashed through my mind. That I felt with you, Yvonne, two and a half years ago when we saw Endgame for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first scene in the movie with Clint and his family. And we just turned to each other and we were like, oh no. Oh no, I know what's about to happen. I know what's about to happen. I felt the same thing here. And both of these instances were so sad. Well, here's the interesting part. Is this, like, we've never really seen it from the perspective of someone who was blipped. That's true. You've never seen that perspective before. Where someone's been alone in a room and they got blipped away. We didn't see that in Infinity War. We didn't see it in Endgame. We didn't see it in, we did not see that in Ant-Man and the Wasp or in WandaVision. Yeah. Dude, I thought that was so cool the way that they did it. Yeah, like, they were kind of, like, reality didn't, like, they popped in before reality fixed itself. Yeah. Yeah. The paint was peeling off. The paint was peeling off. That was, (laughs) that was such a great moment. It was such a great moment. Um, I thought that the dialogue between Yelena and Kate did go on a little bit too long. But it was a great conversation, and, you know, I thought it was great uh, when she mentioned, uh, dude, she mentioned Alexi, the Red Guardian. Um, she kept calling her Kate Bishop. I-, I thought that was awesome. thought that was awesome. I mean, that's really in character for her. It is, it is. Um, but yeah, I thought that the Kate Bishop stuff was great. I just... Yeah, I, I, I feel like this next episode has to be at least an hour. There's still so much for them to do. Mm-hmm. There's still so much they have to do in this finale. That's true. Like, I think that this show has had some pretty weak pacing thus far. I think the yeah, pacing's like been the really murder, weak. Like, at first, the auction, very quick. All, and they, like slowed down really quickly but then we got into the nitty gritty of the story I feel like some of the pacing is comparable to that of the rise of Skywalker and here's why here's why is storylines start like Armand right Mm -hmm. so stories like that will start and then they'll be dropped and then we we pick up other storylines like Maya and Yelena. And Yelena's we care about because we've already seen her in Black Widow. Yeah. But Maya, I, I'm still really not fully on board with an Echo series. I don't think they've yeah, she done... Hasn't really been that developed. Yeah, I, I don't feel like they've done anything interesting with her other than being a huge step forward for representation which i love i love Mm -hmm. she is uh the first native american superhero she's the second deaf superhero in the mcu right after uh uh makari in eternals who we just saw last month and she's the first one her character is amazing yeah makari's awesome uh, in that movie. Um, you know, despite the flaws with the rest of the film, uh, yeah. the relationship between Makari and Druig, I think, is the best part of that movie. But then there's... And then, you know, she's the first one to have, like, a natural prosthetic limb. Yeah. With 
Because, you know, there's Bucky Barnes, but, I mean, that's not like, that, that is a supernatural event that happened to Bucky Barnes. Yeah. You know, so I feel like a, a much more natural thing that happened was great. That was great. I love that moment uh, in episode three. But still, I are we going to watch Echo? Absolutely. Are we going to podcast about it on Wednesday nights? Absolutely. Does that mean I'm excited for it? No. I don't think that in the last three episodes that we've seen her, I don't feel like she's done anything to warrant a spinoff. At this point, at this point, I truly feel like Marvel is using this Echo series as a backdoor, like this entire Echo series is going to be a backdoor for Daredevil. Because mm-hmm. we've al- already talked about um, about how, dude, like, uh, after this, without a doubt, he's in the movie. Without a doubt, Charlie Cox is, is in No Way Home. Yeah. Um... You know, of course, this news that that he's gonna have his his uh, yellow digs in the She Hulk series. I mean, I just really think that Daryl was gonna be a big part of the MCU moving forward. So, yeah, it's just that I, I don't th- I, I don't think they've done anything interesting. Like, I I truly don't. I truly don't. It makes me really sad to say that. Yeah, it's just been. I mean, look, like a few, like I think two of the episodes are outstanding. Some are great, and then I think like this one, and then a, few, and then another one have been mediocre. Yeah, I know that. I know that you've been a big fan of of the show so far. I I know you've been a big fan of it, but mm-hmm. you know, I I think we can compare this Echo announcement to Agatha House of Harkness. Or I guess contrast. You can compare and contrast. Both of them are spinoffs of Disney Plus series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or, you know what? We can compare three. We can compare Echo to Agatha House of, of Harkness to Marvel Zombies. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Echo, I, I feel at this moment that Echo is going to be um, a backdoor pilot for Daredevil projects. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? You know what? What if they just announced it as Echo, and at the end of the series we find out it's actually a Daredevil solo series? That I feel like that'd be taking away from just Echo. That Echo will be a big part of. Echo. Oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Obviously, Daredevil is played by Charlie Cox, right? Yeah. The actress who plays Maya Lopez, Echo, is Alakwa Cox. They have no relation to each other whatsoever. They were born on different continents. They have the same last name. Yeah, I I don't know. I it can be done. It can be done. I think that people will know, but still. Um, I I honestly think it's it, it's possible that the Echo series could just be a cover title. And the yeah. actual series is going to be called like The Devil of Hell's Kitchen, or The Daredevil, because you know we got like The Suicide Squad, The Batman. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible it's called The Daredevil. Um, that, that Echo, again, would be a big part of. That she'd be a big part of that series. But it's not her series. It is just what I'm thinking right now. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, hey, we'll, we'll find out. I think they'll make that announcement by, like, a month from now. If, if that is the case, I think they'll make that announcement next month. Um, let's talk about. Eleanor. Oh, yeah. Um, you also know, <laughs> I 
really hated Jack's character in the first episodes. I think he's awesome now. I think he's awesome. I'll be back in a jiffy. I don't know. Just like last week where we really got to like see more of him and just trying to be a good stepdad. You know? Okay. That. And then coupling that with the... Uh, just his great, like, I, I've come around on his over-the-top nature. Okay. I've come around on his over-the-top nature quite a bit. Mm. So, that, his lines here I thought were hysterical. He's like, I'll, I'll be back in a jiffy. I'll be back in a jiffy, you know? That was really fun. I really, and also, I have a theory about that. Yvonne? What's your theory? My theory about that. So, obviously, Kingpin is here. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Played by Vincent D'Onofrio. It said his name in the credits. It said his name in the credits. Vincent D'Onofrio. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And, you know, in the Daredevil series, slight spoilers, which you guys, you better all go watch it now if you've not not seen it. I think it's going to be a different version of the character, as I believe will be the case with uh, Charlie Cox tomorrow night. If he's in the movie, which, you know, I, I truly believe that he is. Yeah. I believe they'll be different versions of the character we we talked we talked about this a couple weeks back different characters like variants but that same foundation will remain right mm-hmm. where if if you watched the Daredevil series years ago you'll be fine and you may not even notice it but if you're a Marvel fan <laughs> You know, if you're a Marvel fan, then uh, it's a little bit different there. So, so yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen Daredevil, and I was really excited when I saw King. Dude. And he was name-dropped, too. He was name-dropped. Well, I I don't think, and, and it's been a couple of years since I've seen Daredevil. It's been a couple of years, and we, I, I am going to go back and rewatch it, and, and it will be covered on this podcast next year. Um, but I was just trying to think if they ever actually called him the Kingpin in the Netflix universe. I believe they only ever called him Fisk. Only ever known as Wilson Fisk. They might, they may have called him the Kingpin on one or two occasions as a joke. You know, like in, uh, in the original X-Men movie. Um, psych. So like Wolverine's like making a a comment, like a little snide remark at, um, at the team's costumes, and then Cyclops goes, "Oh well, what would you like? Yellow spandex, you know." Mm-hmm. Which is cl- obviously like that's what Wolverine wears in the comics. So, yeah, that's just what I, that's just what I think. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. So, if he was uh, ever actually called explicitly Kingpin in uh, Marvel's Daredevil. So, here's my theory. And this sort of restructures stuff from back from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I no longer believe Val is is working for for Thunderbolt Ross. Really? I believe Here's the thing. I don't think she works for Kingpin either. Mm. I think that Val works for herself. I believe that that she may be an associate of Kingpin. Okay. I mean, clearly she's an associate. Yeah. But honestly, 
I think this might be sort of like the guild in uh in the Mandalorian. But I mean, per per perfect honest. That's what I really think this is this is like. And Val is is sort of like the uh the grief carga of it all. Where she put where she put her team together and then you know, they complete the these missions sometimes. So yeah, that's just my personal theory on what Val is doing. Um Uh, do you think we could see... So, anyway, so here's my, my theory about Eleanor, to bring it all back and tie it around together. Yeah. Obviously, in the Daredevil series, we see that Kingpin has the police in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Does he still? You know? Oh. Like, I think it's very possible that maybe, you know, Matt, like, so we know that Spider-Man was snapped away as was um as was strange there were no like defenders of, of new york there yeah we don't know how this new version of matt murdoch like was he always a superhero or like did the blip like did he sort of pull a ronin in the blip was was thanos's snap his sort of awakening to be a vigilante Oh, oh! I'm just gonna stop us right here for a second. To tell you that in 23 hours, we will be seeing Spider-Man No Way Home. Isn't that so exciting? That is very exciting. I know. It's I, I cannot wait for tomorrow night. Anyway, 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 anyway. I'm currently on Twitter, just looking through it. Get off Twitter! Get off! Get off of Twitter, Yvonne. You're gonna ruin the movie for yourself. Pokemon. You want to know why? Because a, a new trailer dropped today for the new game. Oh, that's, that's so fun. Anyway, 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 anyway. I believe that Eleanor contacted Fisk to have the police arrest Jack to, to sort of throw Kate off her scent. Now you've yeah. thrown him off his rhythm. You know, straight smarts. straight smarts. John Mulaney on Netflix. Uh, Spider Ham on Netflix. Um, which oh well, I mean, coming back to the uh the theory talk from earlier, do you think we could we could see see uh Spider Ham tomorrow night? Do we could see Spider Ham? Ah uh, no. Right. Spider Ham. How are they gonna do that? Well, Is how are they gonna, gonna have? I don't know. I don't know. I like if they had a had a uh. A who framed Roger Rabbit type thing. That would be pretty funny. Maybe they have like Tom Holland meet Spider Hammond across the Spider Verse Part One next year. You know, like maybe they do that. Maybe. But we uh, we digress as we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what if that's what happened? Like, what if? Uh. You know, Fisk just had Jack arrested to throw Kate off Elnor's scent. I mean, Jack is just clueless. He's good with swords, but he's just clueless. Well, he's the uh, the swordsman in, in comics. Well, yeah, I know that, but he, and he also might be a front for Sloan Industries. Also might be laundering money, but like that might just be some petty crimes. You can still be arrested for that, but but still. I know, I know you can, but it's not as big as like killing a guy with a sword. That's true. Um. What else? What what else? Um. Theory talk for next week. Mm. One of these will probably be debunked tomorrow night when we see Spider Man. Yeah. As, as we know, in that big surprises trailer from a couple weeks back where it showed us Yelena, it showed us Uncle, it showed us uh, Kate and Clint in a skating rink with lightning around them. 
and, and I said, I said, Marvel messes with their trailers. What if, just, what if that is truly Electro, and it's going to be yellow in the actual series? Do you think it's even possible that Electro gets a flyby in the middle of this battle? I don't think so. Like, the, the, the nerd, the MCU nerd in me wants that Ward is Hydra mo- moment. I, I want that Ward is Hydra moment. Where it's like, oh my god, like, for like two seasons on Agent Shield, it truly was all connected. You know? I want to have one of those moments with the Disney Plus series. Okay. Um, I mean, Yelena mentioned uh, the new and improved Statue of Liberty. Yeah, and we saw that in the Spider-Man trailer. We're going to see that tomorrow night. <laughs> what, if, what if it's not Andrew who saves MJ? What if it's Yelena? <laughs> Put it on the board. Let's put it on the board for tomorrow night. No, no, I I believe there is a 100... If Andrew's in this movie, if Andrew's in this movie, I say there is a 100% chance that he saves MJ. Mm. I don't even think there's any question about it. I think that if he's in that movie, that becomes a given immediately. Immediately. Okay. Uh, you have anything else to say on, on, on Hawkeye? I have nothing else to say. I'm a little bit... I've liked these individual episodes, but I think when you we are going to look back on the whole, this show's going to be pretty disappointing. I'm just being honest here. I, I, I've enjoyed... I've thoroughly enjoyed these last three episodes as individual episodes. But, you know, it feels like a much more traditional TV series. And I I really have to commend this series on that. It, it, it feels like it's just five standalone stories that I really hope will all coalesce into an epic finale on Wednesday. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what I'm going to think about for the rest of the week. Not Spider-Man. <laughs> Not, no. not Matrix, not Book of Boba Fett, which come which starts in two weeks uh, from today. Nivon, just think about that. Two weeks of Boba Fett, one week to Hawkeye finale. I'm gonna think about how uh, you know this show will, after five more or less standalone episodes, it'll coalesce into a great finale. Oh, and today's Charlie Cox's birthday. It is. I saw that. I saw that. So, guys, uh, that's going to do it today for another Marvel podcast. Be safe this weekend. Uh, He may be gone, but Thanos still demands your silence. Do not spoil this movie for anyone. Don't do it. Don't do it. We've waited so long for this movie. Also, do not bring your tiny children to the movie theater. Don't bring your baby to a theater. Don't do it, especially for this movie. You're going to get booed. You're going to get booed if you bring a baby to this movie. Especially yeah, this no. weekend. And also, like, I've heard about this on the internet. Do not switch seats that you are not assigned to. Oh, yeah, no, no. Ivan, I've already like written out like where the five of us are going to sit. Mm-hmm. It's like... I, so this per- person's gonna be in this seat the next person's gonna be in that seat and then the person for that's gonna be there and then there's gonna be me and there's g- gonna be you on the end alright so, so so yeah um uh yeah um Yvonne any other thoughts on the episode nothing that comes to mind right now alright well Yvonne I'm I'm gonna see you tomorrow I'm gonna see you tomorrow <laughs> Uh, seven thirty p.m. Seven thirty p.m. for Spider Man. So close. Uh, guys, if you remember, we have, um, we have a screen. We have a another Marvel podcast fan screening at. If you are in the Chicago area, not that, that that you'll be able to get in at this point, at 
the uh, AMC Oak Brook Center 12, I believe. Uh, 7.30 p.m., IMAX screening. Uh, you can go, but remember, we won't be there because we couldn't get tickets. <laughs> so, so yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, you can find... So, uh, we will all, I'll also be making my grand return to Twitter tomorrow night. Let's see how many no- notifications I've gotten in the last two weeks. It's going to be zero. So I've not tweeted in two weeks. I've lost like half my followers probably. So, uh, oh, which by the way, by the way, did you see the, um, do you watch the animation credits? I do. You do? Did you see what they did to the title of Hawkeye at the end? They put Kingpin They They made it the shadow of Wilson Fisk. It was beautiful. It was, it was awesome. That was so, awesome. When, they, when it was uh, Fat Man at Motors or something like that, I immediately thought of Wilson Fisk. Right oh, there. I didn't even notice that. I didn't even notice that. I love that. That's a great little nod. And they were selling a car that was from 85 for $23,000. Wow. It's a front. It is definitely a front. Absolutely. All right, guys. We'll be, we'll, we will be back tomorrow. Again, what we are doing is... Uh, as we've done with the last four movies since Black Widow, we, we did with Black Widow and Shang-Chi and Venom 2 and Eternals, is it's before and after. So it's my thoughts going right into the movie and my thoughts coming right out of the movie. So yeah, guys, look out for that tomorrow night. Uh, full review of, of No Way Home is going to be on Sunday. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. I am Drew Gretsch. And I'm Yvonne. See you then. And... Uh, well, thank you for listening, bro.